July 12th reading, I did glance at it, and um, at a first glance, I think I'm kind of the opposite of this, so we'll see what happens. Our quote is from William Shakespeare, the day shall not be up so soon as I to try the fear adventure of tomorrow. Wow, maybe I should try that again. The day shall not be up so soon as I to try the fair adventure of tomorrow. Somehow, probably because all of the grim business of addiction, we became very rigid. We learned not to trust ourselves, so we became frightened of taking risks. In recovery, we have a chance to reestablish our trust. Using the tools of recovery, we can plan an adventure with confidence. Life without adventure is like a sunset with no colors. By nature, many of us are controllers. Adventure requires us to give up a little control, and that's scary. But we can learn to let go. When we make a routine, we can ask ourselves, is there another way to do this? When the chance for adventure comes, can we ask, why not? We're healthier every new day we spend in recovery. We replace sickness with health, insanity with sanity, and desperation with spiritual peace. Using these tools of recovery, adventure can again bring safe fun and excitement to our lives every day. Today, help me try something new. Help me welcome, not fear, adventure. Okay, I'm glad I read it twice because now I have a whole different perspective. <laughs> it's saying maybe that we don't come out of our comfort shell when we're in addiction. At least this is how I'm reading it. And... With the tools of our recovery, we can try new things and do it with some confidence instead of fear. So I guess I do relate in the sense of the podcast, my business. I've never, as long as I've lived, never wanted to be an entrepreneur in any context. Never. Being a florist, everybody had always said through the years, oh, you should open your own flower shop, you know, because I was in grocery and people thought that that was more logical. Gosh, lucky for me, I had figured out early that I didn't really, like designing flowers was never my favorite part. The business part was the part that I really enjoyed. But also, I recognized early that in a grocery store or working for a company, Provided me, you know, medical insurance. I didn't have to worry about that. If it was January, which is one of the slowest months of the year for a florist, I wouldn't have to worry about paying my own bills or, you know, stockpiling from holiday sales to hold me over to January. I just knew that the overhead was bad and it just, it would have been an uphill battle. So I'm glad I never made that move, but people always said that to me. Oh, go do it. Nope, nope. I can't afford the inventory to make good offers to my customers. Because when a customer walks into a floral shop, they want 
one of everything, right? Or they want something different than the last guy. Every present, every occasion is unique and special. And if I couldn't accommodate that, I couldn't afford to, I couldn't afford to accommodate that, then I wouldn't have been able to build my business. So grateful for that. The, the part I was disconnected on was the part about adventure. Like I was reflecting back to, you know, I, I drove around the country for, you know, four or five years. Of course, it was to get to the next casino a lot of times, but adventure just never, never scared me in that context. But trying this new life adventure, being open-minded and focusing my energy in a different direction is an adventure of its own. And yeah, I totally, well, first of all, I wouldn't be being an entrepreneur in the recovery space and, you know, working on being a recovery coach if I wasn't in recovery. So right there, I guess things would be a lot different. The part about being controlling is so true. And I can see how things like like the Asia trip, for example, I had no control over the people who were going. I had no control over the places we were going to see, where we slept, what our schedules like, none of that. And that was one of the biggest and greatest adventures of my life to date. So I can see and appreciate how, how that kind of an adventure had impacted my life and if I was under the influence of, of addiction and whether it was my gambling or my drinking, well, I wouldn't have been on the trip in the first place. But if I, if I was still just focused on those things, I wouldn't have appreciated things that I saw or people I met. It would have just been a whole different thing. Well, I wouldn't have had the money to go anyway because that's just... <laughs> Who can travel when you're a gambler unless you're traveling to the casino? You just, you can't do both. Well, maybe you can. I didn't figure out how. I never wanted to spend money on traveling that could have been used to gamble. Unless I was traveling to gamble. It was okay to spend money to go to Vegas. Can you hear my normal subtle assholeness in the background and my sarcasm? It's so, it's so sad the things that I did when I was gambling and the choices I made. So now here we are. I'm supposed to be going and hopefully this doesn't get messed up. If it does, I'll handle it. But I'm supposed to be going to Denver next month, I think in August. And my uncle told me he's taking us camping. <laughs> I don't know if you know this. Actually, I know you know this if you listen to more than one episode that I do not like snakes and spiders. Anything with fur, I'm good with for the most part. Although I did get a little scared from a squirrel the other day that just got a little too friendly with me. But that's generally my rule about what I'm afraid of and what I'll touch or approach or like in my space. But from my lens of recovery... I know that 
you know, it's it's my family, my uncle. He wants to do something good and take me on an adventure he thinks I'll appreciate. And he's always done that. Every time I go to Colorado, I have a new experience, which has been amazing. We've visited lions and tigers and bears in a sanctuary. We've gone to Estes Park and Horse Ridden, Horse Road, Horse, Road Horses, uh, in the snow and, and ice and um, lots of other things. We went to a, a warm, like a hot springs, I think the last time I went. There's always adventures, but where I'm going with this is that's the next one on the horizon for me that I can think of. And it's not only just about being willing to go on the adventure for me, it's about being present on the adventure you know this is going to be the first time since I stopped drinking that I'm going out there and it's not a big deal like my aunt doesn't drink my uncle doesn't drink but I would always drink when I was there um, it was usually holidays or whatever or I'd have drinks with my cousin so that part will be a little interesting but I don't think it'll be a big deal and I know that the adventure will be fun like whatever uncle bob says turns out fun <laughs> so what are what are you doing are there adventures that you wouldn't have gone on before you stopped gambling that maybe you would now or are you are you in a place where you haven't tried to cross over into trying new things and and going on an adventure and and trusting yourself and and the component about we have to feel like we're worth it and we deserve it to go on adventures too. So it's all related how that work, how that internal work and, and our recovery connects. Because if we, maybe we have the mindset to go try something new out of our control, but we haven't decided that we're worth spending the money on ourselves or taking the time away from work. It's kind of why I shared my values about work. I don't live to work anymore. I work to live. And after, you know, almost 30 years in the workforce, before I figured that out, I can tell you it's a much better place. And of course, I'm not handcuffed by the fact that I need money to gamble. Like, I just know it's going to be okay. If I'm not gambling, everything's going to be okay. It's just, it's just that way. I feel like it's been proven to me over and over again, even though it shouldn't be about needing proof, but it's validated. I'm not going to go without. I, even if I lost my job tomorrow, I'll be all right because I'm Bobby the Awesome and I'm doing the right thing. So when you do the next right thing, it just it just works out that way. It's really that simple. And it's really incredible even just to hear myself say that and to think about all the years I didn't believe that the way that I believe it now. It's it's interesting the way that doors open when we get rid of the bet or the drink. My my whole career my mentality, my attitude of 
that came along with gambling and partying and stuff, I know hindered my corporate America career. Now, it's very clear to me that I am much better off now than I would be in corporate America long term because it's going to be the same thing every day. It's not an adventure going to the office or even working from home, but it's not really an adventure anymore. It was good when the company was different and they used to let us go to the farms and I was learning things and traveling. Like I went to Columbia, South America on the job and what it did was gave me so much education around the flower business. And when I'm going to just share this with you, because one of my biggest aha moments from visiting the farm was these little seeds get touched so many times, right? They get propagate. Well, first it starts in the science lab and, and propagated and bred, you know, if they're looking to make new colors and stuff, and it gets planted, and one of the things I remember seeing, it was in the roses, and I don't, I don't know the why, but they would go around literally every single stem of a rose that was planted in the ground and make a slit and insert something in there. I want to say like another piece of the green, or maybe it was another breed to get like bicolors. That's when there's two different... Uh, beautiful colors in a in a bloom, but they had to touch it, and then to do that, they had to water every single stem every single day. They have to pinch roses, so in order to have the supply for Valentine's Day, they actually have to cut the roses, say six months ahead, and get them all on this. I think it's called flushing, and get it so that they'll all be prepared for Valentine's Day. Like, it'll be interesting to see what happens this Valentine's Day because of all the loss and stuff with COVID. People weren't buying fresh flowers. So maybe they didn't get harvested enough. Here I go off the rails again. Okay, so the moral of the story was they touched it from the lab to the ground and then... (laughs) Then they have to get cut. They get touched three times to um, provide safety for their trip. They, I call it putting them to sleep. You know, they process them in these different um, chemicals so that they can make the journey from South America all the way to the States. And then they go through customs and then they get on a truck and then they get sent to us and then we send it to the store. And then there it is in the store. One stem could be touched 100, 200 times in this process, all these steps. And yet, on average, it still only costs a buck or two. You know, if you pick up a bouquet that's 8 or $10, it has 8 or 10 stems on average in it. And yeah, they're beautiful, but but we don't think about all the things that go into that. So that adventure and 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 traveling and learning and it's the same you know for greenhouses that grow potted flowers and the vendors are always so proud of their facilities and they want to show you and they want you to learn and I think you know between being financially responsible corporately 
as well as now with Corona, travel's just going to be off the grid and it's not going to be an adventure anymore. Like anybody can work the same job and go to the same place every day and do the same tasks every day. That's not who I want to be. That's not who I want to be in my recovery. I want to experience people and learn new things and see new places and make up for all those years I was in my dark cloud of gambling where I only did things to get closer to the bat. That's that's what I want. So that's what I want for you too. I hope that um, you can you can see the value of that. I mean, I was going through those answers yesterday about different different questions I put out to the community to kind of understand people's perspective. And some of the themes were, you know, how do I fill my time? How do I fix the money? You know, fixing the money is is so easy in the grand scheme of all the things that we need to work on in recovery. And it'll come back. It'll come back after time because it's crazy. You know, if, if, if we're not pissing it away, then we have it there and then we can pay our bills. And it's really not that horrible of a cycle. And um, where was I going with that? I totally lost my train of thought. I guess we'll wrap it up since I'm having a a, a thoughtless moment. <laughs> All right, I am going to go kick ass today. I can't wait to come back to tell you tonight. This is kind of my accountability for the day. I have a huge to-do list and I just want to accomplish it. So I'm going to come back tonight, hopefully all jazzed up, telling you about what an amazing day it is. And I hope that you have an amazing day, too. This weekend has gone by way too quick, in my opinion. And I will chat with you tonight. I think we're up to... Okay? Okay? Hmm. That's what we have to look forward to tonight. All right, beautiful people. Have a good one.